Let's go talk about Michigan's win over Penn State, where they sit in the polls, what lies ahead, including next up Spartans, primetime, night game at the big house, Clayton Safey. From the Wolverine.com is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, my friend? Doing well. Uh, that game, uh, second half especially. As a matter of fact, second halves of all the Big Ten games, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan looks like a potential, not only Big Ten champion, but a team that can go into Ohio State, win, win the Big Ten title, and this year make a true run at a national championship. Yeah, that's pretty much the takeaway is that this is looking like a great team again. Uh, you didn't really know for sure because of the schedule, um, you know, just because you hadn't had a big game against a top 10 team like Penn State yet. But then you do you did to Penn State, and really, I mean, it was more lopsided statistically and with the way the game went than the final score even indicated or the score did, uh, you know, in most parts of the game, including being down early in the third quarter after Penn State got a field goal on their opening drive of the half. So, um, but I think that was a good test, too. Michigan was trailing in the second half in that game, and they ripped off a couple 60-yard runs in a, ro- in a row on consecutive offensive plays after the defense got a three and out in the middle of that. So that was a big sequence. I thought Michigan overall just put together a pretty dominant performance on both sides of the ball. Uh, almost more impressed. As, as hard as that is to say with 418 rushing yards, but almost more impressed with the defense and what they did, completely shutting down a Penn State run game that had done pretty good coming in, uh, a Penn State passing attack, uh, 36% completion percentage for Sean Clifford. That's his lowest of his career, so all sorts of good stuff to look at. If you're Michigan, now you have a bye to get a little bit more healthy. We know they're pretty banged up at some spots, and then you go into that game against the Michigan State team that is uh, – on a one-game win streak. Defense and their ability to run the ball and the fact that they have Corum and Edwards, as long as they stay healthy, those are the things that tell me they can beat Ohio State or anybody left on their schedule, including the Big Ten title game and the college football playoff. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's J.J. McCarthy takes over at quarterback in week two, and everyone talks about the potential of the offense, and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, and Bill, we talked about this last week too, the identity of this offense, it's still going to be to run the football. Uh, When you have those offensive linemen, it would be malpractice not to use them and and have them try to gash teams on the ground. And when you have those running backs, uh, Blake Corum's a Heisman contender at this point. He has 901 yards through seven games. That's the exact same amount that Derrick Henry had through seven games in, in 2015. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but that's the last running back to win the award. So something to watch there. But uh, you're right. I mean, they're not going to beat Ohio State playing the same style as Ohio State plays, but they showed last year they don't need to, and they're showing this year that they're that same type of team that's blue-collared, physical, um, and going to you know bully you, really. I wrote that this morning, that Michigan is kind of starting to play the role of the Big Ten's bully, where you come into the big house, we saw what happened to Ohio State last year and other teams. We've seen what happened to Penn State on Saturday, uh, where then you're reading articles from Penn State sites about how they have an identity crisis and they got to change how they recruit and do all this. It's the same stuff we heard out of Columbus in November. So it's amazing that uh, you know Michigan is not only beating teams like this, but beating them in a way where uh, it's just so dominant and, and the physicality that they play with is kind of Jim Harbaugh, what he's been trying to build here for eight years. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line. And you know what? He's, he's been smart, he being Harbaugh. 
He hasn't put any of this pressure on J.J. McCarthy yet. None of it. Yeah, they've been able to lean on the run and kind of ease him into things. I mean, he's made some plays. He obviously had a hand in, in every win. And really, the passing game was working pretty effectively in this game up until the interception, which was a little bit flukish. I still think it was a, a bad throw because it deflected right off a defender, but then hits off of another guy's helmet, and then it, it's a pick six. But um, it, it was working pretty well. But then at a certain point, like we talked about that sequence earlier in the third quarter, well, why would you try to do anything else when you have this much success on the ground? So you're right. I mean, he still hasn't had to make, you know, had to go win you the game on his own. And, you know, a lot of people were talking before this game, well, could this be the one where uh, that would be the case? Well, it, it wasn't because they were so good on the ground. So you're, you've gotten through seven games and you haven't, you know, gotten him in, in many uncomfortable situations, which is good. Um, he's getting better and better. You can tell the decision-making by the week, uh, minus one or two plays in every game. Uh, but they haven't cost him yet at this point. So I think it's been pretty smooth. And, you can tell he's getting more comfortable. Uh, one thing I noticed on Saturday that J.J. also talked about after the game was just how much uh, more comfortable he's getting with when to, to pull down and run. Those were some big uh, scrambles that he had in that game as well. So you're seeing more of that by the week, and I think that adds another element to this offense too. It's just, you know, big game experience. There you go. And you look ahead to Ohio State and – I was re-watching some of their highlights against Notre Dame. That is a 3-3 three and three Notre Dame team that had a chance to win the opener at Ohio State. And the Buckeyes hung on for a 21-10 win. Uh, since then, Ohio State hasn't played anybody. I don't know why they're number two in the country. I don't know why they're in front of Michigan after Michigan beat number 10 Penn State. Not by a last-second field goal, uh, but demolished Penn State in the second half. Buckeyes living on their name, and they haven't been tested at all. Yeah, it's just kind of the way it goes. It didn't surprise me at all that Michigan didn't jump them. Uh, Tennessee jumped in as well, and that's a huge win for them, obviously. They deserve it. Tennessee deserved to jump wherever. You could have made Tennessee the number one team in the country, and I wouldn't have argued that. Yeah, I would have been fine with it. At the same time, the AP poll in a couple of weeks is going to go by the wayside because the college football playoff starts releasing theirs. So it, it's kind of irrelevant at this point. But you're right. When you look at Ohio State, I mean, I don't want to take too much stock in the Notre Dame game just because it was week They're one. They're 3-3. and three. Notre Dame has lost to Marshall and Stanford. I know. Okay, at home. I know. I know. I still think there's a lot of talent on the Ohio State team. I still think they have played better, even though they haven't played anybody uh you know, of note really since then. They'll get tested by an Iowa defense uh, this weekend. But, yeah, um, you know, week one is week one. Um, and I, I think they have gotten better. And at the same time, too, I mean, people were saying last week, a week ago, for Michigan, well, they can't play the way they did against Indiana and beat Penn State on Saturday. And we were saying, well, you know, it doesn't work like that. You don't always play the same way, you know, each week. Um, you know, maybe Ohio State had a down game. I know they suffered some injuries in that first game, so not taking a ton of stock into it, but you're right. I think Ohio State's not invincible, and as Michigan is proving, uh, it might be better than it was last year, and, you know, that's going to give them a shot in every game. I agree. Uh, the line play continues, starting with the second half against Maryland at the big house. Mm-hmm. The defensive line and offensive line has shown me that they'll have a chance 
uh, to win at Ohio State. We weren't sure. You know, Ohio State, you know, throwing up 77 on Toledo, and they could have put 70 on Michigan State. That That's my next question with you, Clayton. And Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. How, how do you line up that matchup right now? Because nothing's going to change. Uh, there's no games, There's you know, unless there's a freak injury at practice or uh, away from the field. Michigan State at Michigan. Well, what's your early breakdown on that? Yeah, um, I haven't gone back and watched their game against Wisconsin yet. Just tell me what uh, you're thinking right now on this show, on the yeah. huge show. We're still, it's a week from Saturday. What are you thinking? No, I know. Um, you know, I, I have to look at them more, but at the same time, I think Michigan's going to have a good chance. I think they're going to be a significant favorite. Do you have Michigan State fans in your family because you're, you're being evasive, Clayton? You, you don't want to say, I think they're going to kick their ass. I think they're going to win big. Okay. I mean, that, that, would go. Be, that would be my take for sure. I think your mom and dad are Michigan State fans, and you're afraid that you're not going to get the bubble pizza that I've never gotten <laughs> when you come home to Grand Rapids to see them. <laughs> Not at all. That Not was a, all. that was the most guarded answer I've ever heard from you, and it it smelled of Spartan fans in your family. Well, here's what I was going to say: is I haven't gone back and watched that game to see what they did right to beat a Wisconsin team, but um, because I have heard they did a few of the things that that they were really struggling at a little bit better in this Wisconsin game. But no, I don't think Michigan State is a good team. Uh, I think the environment here is going to be electric again at night at the big house and i think michigan should roll michigan state they're going to put up a fight as michigan state always does but uh, i do think this michigan team is ready they're already talking about it they were talking about it in the tunnel on the way up to the locker room after penn state so it's going to be a lot of excitement and i think michigan has just more talent um and and really is just a much better team are you going to be on the ballot the uh, first week of November? Because that sounds like a very political answer. <laughs> you, you got a girlfriend. Are you dating a girl who's a Michigan State grad or fan? Because there's something there that normally you would just open up and boom, 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 boom. But there, there's so we'll talk about. I, win big. I think they're going to win. You know, I don't know when I say win big, because I, I, it's a rivalry game. I think you yeah. get out of there. You take the win, whatever way you can. Okay. Well, now you're sounding political, yeah. Yeah, because I now I am dating a girl who's a Michigan State fan. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> you're like, you know what? You tell the guys, I think they're going to roll them. All of a sudden, you go out to dinner. Hey, so what do you think? Does Michigan State have a chance? I, I they do, honey. Please pass the gray poupon. <laughs> That's right, Clayton. So. Safe. Yeah, I know. You just you you never know what you're going to get when you do a segment with me from the Wolverine dot com joining us. I think they can win at Ohio State, and this time around, I don't see the powerhouse. You could see Georgia's defense was special. Alabama was loaded last year. I don't see that team. Tennessee's all offense. They play hardly any defense. I know they got some great speed rushers, but Georgia's not the same team. Alabama's not the same team. Ohio State will find out when they play at the shoe to end the season. I don't see that dominant. I mean, when I'll say this. When Ole Miss and TCU are your number seven and eight teams in college football, that's not a deep year. Yeah, it feels more open than it was a year ago. You're right. I mean, Georgia at this time last year, they were number one. I think they were number one for like 10 straight weeks. And everyone was talking about that juggernaut. And then Alabama kind of heated up. They beat them in the SEC championship. So there was really two of those teams. Um, And Ohio State was in that mix as well. 
And then Michigan kind of came in there and, you know, it wasn't totally surprising what happened in the Orange Bowl. But this year, I mean, you look around the country, there's a lot of flaws in these teams. And I'm not saying Michigan doesn't have any either. I still wouldn't pick them to win the national championship. But there's flaws on that Alabama defense. You're right about Tennessee. They don't play defense. Georgia has faltered. You know, they've had a couple games that are closer than they should have been. Um, and Michigan is right there kind of in that mix. And, you know, people were calling them a fraud or they haven't played anybody coming into Penn State. I still had a lot of questions. I picked a close game. Uh, so I look like an idiot in that respect when you look at 41-17 to 17 on the scoreboard. But uh, I think Michigan's pretty legit at this point. They've proved that, especially on Saturday. And you look at the rest of the schedule, Illinois might be the toughest test. I know Michigan State will put up a – a good fight and you know I'm, I'm not ruling out anything in that game but i guess that's your political answer right there but um you know you look at the rest of the schedule it shapes up pretty nicely before you go to columbus and uh that's still going to be really tough i don't care what happened uh against notre dame for ohio state they're going to play well i think and it'll be really tough to win there but she, she must be a nice girl you probably end up wearing a green and white tuxedo <laughs> for your wedding one day uh, Clayton Safey uh, from the Wolverine.com uh, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Superfly just sent me a text while we're talking. Did you did you text Superfly while you're live with me and say, please have Bill stop yelling at me? That is just not true. That's yeah, I didn't yell. See, you're like my kids, Superfly. When I, yelling is if I berate you. Raising my voice is different than yelling. It is. Yelling is like, Superfly! You know, why safety on this show again? And when I raise my voice, it's like, no. I, I tell kids, are like, you're yelling. No, I'm not yelling. Um, I talk loud. I do a talk show 15 hours a week, and I'm raising my voice. Yelling is if I berate you. I say, you're a low-life superfly. You and safety date girls from East Lansing, and you're afraid to tell it like it is on the game. <laughs> That's, that's yelling. You want to see me mad? Go, go on a go on an eighteen hole golf binge with Ballas and Skeen and Superfly. You want to see yelling? Yeah, and not just from you. No, you want to see yelling? It's like we're we're like four long lost brothers that were discovered. They're from the same dad, and we're going to get together and play around the golf. It, it's a sitcom. Yeah. That eighteen holes with Ballas and Skeen and Superfly. Flat out is a sitcom. We'll talk next week, Clayton, and we'll we'll get your prediction on the game, okay? Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Do you think, Clayton, like when he gets off the phone here, and I know his family listens on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station in Ada, even though his mom's never brought me the bubble pizza. Do you think he, like... He hangs up and he goes, why am I on that show? Just the voice in his head. I love him.